Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I'm here with, some might say, a friend. I would say a brother. Oh, you, you I would are say, saucing I, this uh, up I would so say, much. I would say that the wounds of a brother are better, wait, wounds of a friend, wait, is it better to be a brother or a friend, biblically. Is it better to be love or hated? Yeah. <laughs> feels like that. Depends on depends begin, on why. Beginning of Iron Man, where he's like, I think both. There's something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're Mark Driscoll, both. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Coming out hot. Coming out hot. He's on coming this out one. hot because one of them spicy. drop recently, and oh, whoo, it was dude. saucy today. Dude. Coming out spicy today, man. Uh, dude, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Pretty well, yeah. Doing good. Well. It's good to be back in T Town. Although it did take me an hour and forty minutes to get here today, oh, I mercy. will have you know. Oh, I five's a mess. The dedication that I have for you and this podcast. No, an you hour have a dedication forty to minutes. Thunderbird. I could have almost made it here. to Leavenworth and gotten Broadworths <laughs> with that. With that, like I could have made it like up and over Stevens Pass in the amount of time that it took me to get here. Well, I mean, you do get the cigar lounge, Josh, and all the amenities and blessings that come from it. So I'm just going to say that to you right there. So that's fair. You're welcome. That's fair. Oh, You're oh, welcome. oh, look how you just switched it around. That is, that is manipulation <laughs> right there. You're coming out making me feel oh bad God. now. Oh. I see how it is. I see how it is. It's a narcissism. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. You are milking that last uh, rise and fall Marcel episode. Dude, so okay. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone and their brother has heard about it at this point, but the rise and fall of Mars Hill podcast by Christianity Today, hosted by Mike Cosper. Fantastic Whew, podcast. That is like a... Uh, like, you know, especially if you are, or were, I should say, part of the, like, Mars Hill adjacent, either in it Mars Hill or adjacent. adjacent family, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a good podcast, man. Yeah, I was hearing some flutters today of, like, how... Because today they really chronicled how Driscoll went away from the emergent church. And he started to go his own route with reform with 
quote unquote reform theology. I'll say quote unquote because I don't think his it was brand of reform basically. Theology. And everybody was kind of like getting their panties in a bunch on Twitter, like, "Oh, I see how this podcast is going. You're just gonna, you're just gonna make." the emergent church a uh, a victim here i'm like no 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 this is what you do in journaling right in journalism you right. have to get other viewpoints in order to you see yes. and develop how his character is going and even cosper was saying like the stuff that he was exhibiting with the emergent church he did over and over and over and over and again so i mean yeah, if case you, study if, if baby. Well, well, and that's the thing is, people are too quick to make a judgment on something that they haven't heard the full story on, right? Like, if you're going to understand, like, if you're going to make a judgment on something, you need to understand it as a whole. Like, we're three eps in, and I mean, yeah. I, and I don't know how many, how many episodes there's going to be. Twelve, maybe. Okay, so we haven't even started. Like, <laughs> come on, like, come on, people, just hold on before you maybe reserve a fourth maybe wait until like ep five to maybe start halfway in yeah to see or halfway you know so just go. everyone chill just just in general yeah. everyone chill i think you know this is so it's so interesting because people get their panties in a bunch over everything on those episodes they're like this is a character assassination it's like no they're they're just telling who he is actually to it was a honest. character suicide <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. what it was there was no assassination yeah. happened this every everything happened he did it to himself this I feel true. I feel like Obi Wan. You have done that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no character needed to be assassinated. Yeah. It was already dead. It was already dead. Anyway, um, well, Jack, I think we should move away. Actually, ooh, dude, before I almost forgot. Before we hop in, we have a patron. Hey, hey, hey. We have someone whose name must be hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, we have a new patron that has joined the ranks of the Reformatory. He is now in the trenches with us doing the good work for the $5 local church. Holla. We love it. We love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> I'm talking about a Mr. Cooper Lowe. Cooper Lowe, which sounds like, dude, that's sounds a like cool a baseball name. player. He sounds like a baseball player. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper Lowe. With a grand slam of patronage <laughs> for the Reformatory <laughs> podcast. So, Mr. Cooper Lowe, we have hallowed your name we have through hallowed. the podcast. We thank you, sir, for your patronage. You are a good man. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're a good man, Cooper Lowe. Um, so, we thank you. We love our patrons. If you are interested in partnering with the Reformatory, getting in the trenches with Jack and I, in... Showing the importance and proclaiming the importance of the centrality of the local church in the life of a believer, we ask that you would, and uh, you too will have similar treatment on the podcast. Jack, we also have a sponsor for a couple apps. Man, we just, we just, dude, it's they, the it's, hits just keep coming, dude. It's, it's just, like Motown one after the other, today, one baby. after the other. Uh, we've had the sponsor before. We love them; they're fantastic. Uh, for the next, I think, two apps, I believe, two or three apps, we are being sponsored by none other than Renewed Man Grooming. Renewed Man Grooming. I I need these. I need these products that you speak of. Yes, you'll get them. You'll get them. I forgot to bring them today, unfortunately, but you will. You will get them. Uh, Renewed Man Grooming. If you have a beard, and you are a man <laughs> or a woman, <laughs> Renewed Man Grooming has literally everything. Barnum and Bailey up in you, here. <laughs> hey, it's the greatest show, man. This is the greatest show. Okay, all right. 
All right. Uh, Renewed Man Grooming has everything that you need in regards to beard care. They have oils. They have balms. They have combs. They got sweet hats. Renewed Man Grooming. You head on, head on over to RenewedMan.com and check out all of the wonderful fantastic products that they have and i'm not talking about something that i haven't tried personally i these are the only guys i go to now like everyone's got their beard subscriptions and all of their 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 oils and the you know you know the viking oils and stuff. no this dude's the best i'm friends with the owner uh renewed man grooming is where you need to go head on over to their website and get all like dude christmas is going to be here before we know it ladies this is true for the man in your life this is true. He will thank you. Veterans Day. Veterans Day. For all them veterans out there. Boom. Hey, your dad getting swagged up with Birthdays. some renewed man. Birthdays, yeah. Hanukkah. Halloween. Halloween. Labor Day, baby. Labor Day. <laughs> Thanks freaking giving. <laughs> every opportunity, every event is a beard oil opportunity. So head on over to RenewedManGrooming.com. Get all of your beard oil needs. They are also on Instagram at RenewedManOfficial. RenewedManOfficial. Mercy. I use them. They're fantastic. Can't recommend them enough. So, Jack, my man, I thought that we would Mm -hmm. do something. Yes. That, um... Going against the grain, Well, 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 going against the grain... By talking about something that everyone is talking about, <laughs> but um, doing it, p- putting a twist on it, yep. right? Because we have a very specific focus here on the reformatory, and that is the local church, yep. right? So we're talking about, and it's going to be a springboard into what we want to talk about: um, plagiarism and Gosh, sermon stealing. <laughs> sermon stealing. Yeah. Everyone and their brother these days is talking about this. So, Jack, give us the quick, like, and I mean quick, like 45-second synopsis of the situation so that then we can begin to actually uh, go into what we think is important to take away from it. Of what I can ascertain from the powers that be, that is, the Twittersphere and other places. Which is never wrong. Yeah. Ever. (laughs) Twitter has never been. It is the beacon um, okay. of truth and justice in this world. Um, so what I can ascertain is basically that Mr. Ed Litton, who is now the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, who just got nominated, what, last month? Less than three weeks ago. Yeah, nobody heard about that. Something about that. Okay, so <laughs> apparently a bunch of stuff was coming out. I mean, and and some of it was just people who were just, they they love to hate it. They just oh, love yeah, yeah. to hate this dude, and they were just like, hey, um, why is this dude saying Trinitarian heresy on his website, on his church's website, and then a bunch of other stuff. But now there's a lot of things coming out about him and his church and his elder team of how they construct their sermons. They were using, like, J.D. Greer's sermon series to, like, riff off of that as their own for a lot of the time. And now it's getting to the point where it's like, um, y'all have any original sermons? Or are you just riffing off of this one dude for, like, your whole entire sermon series? So a little bit concerning on that level. I get it. Um, I also get the fact that people were trying to err on the side of generosity and graciousness. But now it's like, um... Y'all do any like study of your own lately or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of the question of our day right now. Well, yeah, it is. And with, you know, with things of this nature, that's just kind of like, I feel like 
I feel like like the, the reform world is like what's that magazine like um, um, Esquire or no the Inquirer or something like that where it's just all the, all of these like oh no you know like you like you tabloids ta- it's a tabloid <laughs> right it's a reform yeah. tabloid like like and that's what it feels like trying to navigate through this information well, through um, anything to be quite honest uh, yeah honestly days. honestly through for through anything and part of that is because it's none of our business yeah. right so. That's the first thing. Unless you belong to the SBC, and unless you belong none of our none of our churches that we're associated with belong to the SBC. No, no, I no. Jack and I so. don't belong with the SBC, which is part we're, of the reason we're nine Marxists. We're nine <laughs> <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I got me that deva, my mock deva, um, and that is part, not the entire reason, but part of the reason why Jack and I like we're, we're not here to talk about that today. Yeah, but. That event mm-hmm. kind of brought to light some issues that I think Jack and I do want to talk about, and hopefully, through this, albeit frustrating and inc- it looking like increasingly pretty crappy Concerning, situation, yeah, you know, um, we we want to be an encouragement to the local church and specifically pastors who find themselves in the role of teaching and preaching, right? Yeah. Um, so, caveat for this ep. Sermon stealing and plagiarism is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's sinful. Don't do it. Yeah. Right? If yeah. you're going to utilize an individual's uh, material, whether they're alive or dead, whether they're related to you or not, whether they have a platform or they don't, you must, biblically, because it's wrong otherwise, <laughs> to cite your sources. Yeah. Right? We expect that in academia. Yeah. We expect that in any other you know, form of communication, yep. you cite your sources. That's just yep. what you do. Because otherwise, let's put biblical language on it. It's stealing and it's lying and yep. it's it's falsehood, right? Yep. Um, so I feel like that's a safe caveat. Yeah. Like, and there's really no exception sure. for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, obviously, there are some things where <sighs> I understand that there are really no new ideas under the sun. Yeah. And we're all, at the end of the day, uh, beggars and stealers of theological concepts and things sure. like that. And sometimes we have something that pops into our head that we think is a great idea and, you know, come to find out later, like, oh, yeah, R.C. Sproul d- did that back in the 80s. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what we're talking about. You know, that that happens all the time. We understand that. Yeah. We're talking about the deliberate intentional like copy and paste sure you know like i'm going to take this person's sermon and i'm going to preach it as if it was my own right and we're not talking about the churches that are providentially hindered in that they don't have a preaching or teaching pastor yeah. where they you know i know some churches that that will read sermons or 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 uh you know read sermons of other people usually like jonathan edwards or spurgeon or something like that yeah we understand those situations exist yeah we're talking about blatantly copying and stealing somebody's work and passing it off knowingly as your own. Yeah. Right? That's what we're talking about. So, with that caveat, yes, we want to encourage, if you are in the role of pastor, you know, elder in your church, or if you are in any type of leadership role in your church, this isn't just pastors. If you find yourself in a position where you are utilizing the gifts that God has given you. Mm-hmm. I want to start off first by saying that we who engage in those types of work in the church have been providentially and sovereignly placed there by God. 
and you need to have confidence that God knows what he's doing mm-hmm. if he has placed you there. Right. Yeah. Now, obviously, we have the qualifications that need to be met and all that good stuff. Like an elder and a pastor need to be able to teach because yeah. teaching and preaching are two different things. Right. Yeah. They need to be able to teach. And that teaching looks different in yes. different situations. It can be from the pulpit. It can be Sunday school. It could be counseling. Yeah. Right. It could be leading a small group. Like there's lots of different w- applications to that term teaching. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but first and foremost, Jack and I want to make sure that you understand that if you have been placed there by God, he has given you the gifts needed to accomplish the work that he has given you to do. Yeah. And I think on top of it as well, too, he's placed you there because you are unique. You are uniquely gifted Yes, for the people that you serve, for the other elders that you share uh, power and authority with, for that congregation to put trust in you. You're uniquely gifted. So why not walk in that gifting and live out that gifting by searching the scriptures, by interacting with different commentaries, by praying about the sermon that you're going to preach on the Lord's day on Sunday or teach or anything like that. Why don't you just uniquely make it your own instead of ripping off what everybody else is yeah. doing? Right. Right. I mean, just, just the idea of just like God has made you uniquely you. So why don't you just like walk in that? I know that it sounds pretty cheesy, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's like God gift, God puts you over those people for a certain reason. And he made you a pastor and an elder for a certain reason. So live that out in the way that you do that. Don't try to be somebody else because everybody's trying to be somebody else today. And look what that got them. <laughs> yeah. In jail. <laughs> oh, 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 goodness. Exiled down to Arizona. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 And th- Jack, that's that's super important. And I think that's something that especially in the culture that we live in today where everything is so image based. Sure. Right. Like we have an episode coming out soon with a guest that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say yet yeah. because we're going to promo it. But in that we talked a lot about um, this this just this mentality and this movement almost that has ripped through reformedom. Yeah. That that if you're a pastor, you need some sort of like platform or image. Right. Because like you're in charge of like branding yeah. and you're in charge of setting the tone for your church and all, and all this stuff. Right. And and we live in such a consumeristic society where everything is about perception. Yeah. Right. And if you don't fit the perception that you deem that that this world deems to be like good and yeah. flashy. Yeah. Then you feel like you're something less than. Right. Yeah. And that has I think a lot of that has to do with what we're talking about today. Is I think, in in a lot of ways, and, and and it's not the only reason. I think it's I think it's one reason. People will not want to utilize the gifts that God has given them, the talents that He's given them, the personality that He's given them, mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit the mold that the you know overarching societal pressure in church says that they need to fit. Yeah, and I mean. I mean, that's what we're always going to be struggling as a local church to do is to fight off this syncretistic way of doing and living out being the local body of Christ, right? Because wherever you live at, there's going to be a culture around you. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that culture is going to hinder or try to seep in to your church any way possible. Right now in North America, you have the prosperity gospel seeping into the church and invaded the church already. You have all these other different aspects and theories that are theories, and you have to talk them out. But yeah, then they yeah. become, then they become of first importance, and that's dangerous, right? Yes. So correct. you always have to be on guard for those things seeping into your local church, and how is that happening? Not only within your people's hearts. This is what one of my pastors has done in a series that we're going through Exodus thirty-four on. Not only what's happening in your people's heart, and because usually this is what happens. A church, a pastor will go up and he'll say, look at that culture around us. Look at how abhorrent and sinful they are. And he doesn't take the time to say, but that's in my heart as well, too. Yeah. And that's what I do. And those are my tendencies. And this is how I need to fight against that. Like, that's what some of my pastors have done recently. And it has been so refreshing because it says to me that they are on the same playing field as I am. They're in the same game as I. They may be pitching, and I may be in the outfield, but we're on the same team in this slug match together. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you want to be rich and famous, fine. Go be a Joel Osteen, but you're going to lose your soul in it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I and, mean, and, and, and you're not going to be effective with the real work. Yeah. Right? Right? So... With with that in mind, like, and again, this isn't Jack and I like trying to like stroke some like some pastor's self esteem, like like you're you've got everything that you need, you be you, you know, best life, you know, just nah. that's that's not what we're doing. We're saying, just if be you, authentic, man, be authentic, <laughs> be vulnerable, and be real with your people, and take confidence not not in your abilities, yeah, but in the fact that God does not make mistakes. If He has put you in that specific congregation. Yep. It means that he believes in that moment you are the best person for the job. Not only that, but you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You have yeah, duh. the Holy right? Yeah, seriously. But no, no, no. Let no, me yeah. I, I want to make this cuz yeah. listen. No, no, no. Everybody... I wasn't I, I, I wasn't yeah doing you. <laughs> okay. I was yeah doing me. Like like oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should have led with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that wasn't on you, man. <laughs> because Listen, like everybody, like if there is one person of the Trinity that everybody forgets, it's the spirit. I have heard sermon on sermon on sermon of you just need to pull yourself up by your, you just need to look at Jesus. It's like, how, how can I do that when everything inside of me says, don't do it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, hello, McFly. Um, <laughs> look, holy, up here. Holy, look up here. Holy, <laughs> holy, like the Holy Spirit is, is the person of the trinity who comes and who enables and who strengthens and gives us those affections i think richard sibbs talked well, well, about this christ called him the helper i'm yeah. going to send you a helper the counselor the counselor you know yes. i mean just look at the fact that god has given you the gift and person and work of the holy spirit to enable you in order to live out your Christian life and you're not there to white knuckle because that's what so many sermons I hear these days are. You just need to white knuckle life. You just need to do this and do that for Jesus. And it's like, you can't, <laughs> you literally cannot do that for Jesus. So it's like, just take fact that 
God's enabled you by his spirit to live out this Christian life. Hopefully in obedience. I mean, stumbling into obedience. Yeah. I know that for sure. So. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's understanding that, look, look, you know, you might not be the flashiest preacher out there. You might not have all of the, you know, the master's degree and the doctorate degree and the MDiv and you might all that. You might you might not be (laughs) (laughs) you might not be like like fluent in Greek and Hebrew and be able to, you know, parse out all of the all of the right words and the structure of the original languages. But God has placed you in that church for a reason. Yep. And is to love those people. And be a beacon pointing them to Christ. And shepherding them well. And shepherding them. I mean, that's, I mean, I can't get over the fact that, like, we're going through this series in our local church, in my local church on Exodus, just Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, where it says, The Lord, the Lord, compassionate and merciful, like, steadfast, slow to anger. Like, we're just going over those bits in that passage, right? And it's just like, look at how God is compassionate towards us in a society and world and sometimes even denominations that are so uncompassionate to each other and so unloving and un and just wrathful towards each other. Right. And it's like, how are we being image bearers? Well, so how are you, wherever you may be at pastor or elder imaging God to your people that you're trying to shepherd them well, that you're being Gentle and lowly, if you will. (laughs) Callback. How are you exhibiting a character and not exhibit and not leading with abilities, but how are you exhibiting character that's going to enable your people to love Jesus better and to follow him better because they know that they have leaders that are exhibiting character first, not abilities first. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's so crucial to lead with those things versus, oh, I just need to let me just get blown up. Let me let me get a, you know, 100K on Instagram. Uh, Right. Right. Well, well, and, you know, and that's that that that's part of the problem is that we have, I think, by and large, in a lot of instances, taken the focus off of the character of the pastor and put it on the abilities of the pastor yep and if you look at the qualifications of what it takes to lead a church in scripture you see character characters first yeah character is first because here's the thing you can learn how to preach a better sermon yeah you can learn how to be more comfortable in front of people yep. you can learn how to become a better public speaker and engage in your your audience better it's called toastmasters y'all <laughs> <laughs> old school baby master class <laughs> Um, but character is not something you can teach. It's something that needs to be worked out through the power of the Holy Spirit when we live in accordance to God's word. Right. And I see so many guys and I was guilty of this. Like, and, 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 uh, if I'm not careful, like I'll still fall into this. Like I will Hmm. look at these you know pastors or preachers who like i i respect yeah right and think do an excellent job at at preaching god's word um 
and I'll be like, oh man, oh that was good. Look how they did that, you know, right? And and and, and start to model myself after these guys. And now, there's nothing wrong. Like again, I want to be careful. There's nothing wrong with looking at someone who has been doing something for 50 years, yeah, and being like, they've probably got some good tips. Sure. I'm going to pay attention sure, to that absolutely. person. Absolutely, that's that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. But it becomes a problem when you shape your entire ministry and entire focus on becoming that person. Yeah. Because you think that that is somehow going to make you a more effective pastor. That's not true. What makes you a more effective pastor is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's the hard, in-the-trenches work of loving and shepherding your people. That's what makes you a good pastor. Yeah. Right? And so have confidence, again, in who God has made you. Right? Don't have confidence in yourself or your own strength. Yeah. Have confidence in who God has made you and the gifts that he's given you. And understand that God will never, ever call you to a ministry that he has not equipped you for. He always equips you. Mm-hmm. God does not call the equipped. He equips those he calls. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. That's how God works because none of us are equipped. Yeah. <laughs> none of us have what it takes. Yeah. Right? Right? None of us have the ability to effectively shepherd and lead a church or love God's people on our own. That equipping comes from God. Yeah. So be confident in that. Be confident in God's promise to do that for you through his spirit. Yeah. Right? And something else, like we need to stop the comparison game. Mm-hmm. Let's stop comparing ourselves to one another, comparing our ministries, comparing our churches, comparing our preaching styles. It's so unhealthy. Well, I even said that too recently on, I was doing this little, when that podcast came out about Mars Hill, about the culture that we had in there, there was so much of an unhealthy one-upism going on that it was like, Yo, if you trying to get elder, I'm trying to beat you to it. And I'm like, how is that spurring you on to righteousness? <laughs> right. How is, Zero. How is how, how did shepherding God's church become a competition? Yeah. Or just even like a, I don't know, man, like almost like a duel. Like I got to like slap you and like, you know, try and duel you for a pastorate role or something like that. It's like just unhealthy stuff. And yeah, like we can't like... I don't know how we went from from exchanging being faithful and being steadfast and true for that, you know. But it's flashy. I mean, that's but that's life. That's people. Like inherently over and over and over again, you are going to be basically an an archetype of Israel and even people in the New Testament. Because if there's one thing that's steadfast and true that the Bible declares about humanity is that you're depraved. And just because you think they did it in the past and we got it right today, you wrong, son. You're going to do the exact same thing Israel did. You're going to do the exact same thing Peter did. You're going to do the exact same thing all these other knuckleheads in the Bible did. We're going to be dogs returning to our vomit and because we love it. That is a guarantee that the Bible says over and over again. Humanity will do that constantly. And look at how God is so freaking gracious with us messes, you know? That's the, I don't know, that's that's the beauty of the gospel, to be quite honest. Well, and God but, is going to be gracious to you. Yeah. In your efforts and desire to love the church well, 
right? Yeah. Like, sure, you might not feel like you're the best preacher or you feel like you might not be the most effective communicator. Okay. But do you love your people? And because do people see that in you as well, too? Exactly. Because you can be the best. Like, again, like, I know I know it's <laughs> it's the easy <laughs> dead horse to hit, but that was the problem with Marcel is you had a very effective communicator. Yeah. Very flashy, very enthusiastic, bold, very up bold, front. up front, in your face. Yeah. Um, like made people believe what he said, but he didn't love the people. Yep. And we see what happens. Yeah. And that's going to happen again and again and again and again. If we continue to put this focus on these external abilities yep. and not the internal character. Yeah. Love your people well mm-hmm. and be content be content. I think so many, so much of the problems I think we have in our churches today is just, it's just a discontentment with where God has us. Yeah. Like God has placed you there for a specific reason and it is to be his ambassador to those people. Love them well and you will be a hundred times more, more of an effective leader than the person who who is fluent in all the Greek and all the Hebrew and has all of the all of the degrees and can preach the preach the lights out. Yeah, but they don't love their people. Yeah, I'm going to take that that small town pastor who loves his people well. I'm going to take him 100 percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this numerous occasions, but the people who are in obscurity are the ones who are doing the grand things of the kingdom most of the time, to be quite honest. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that's where you're going to find just this, I don't know, this sweet aroma of who Jesus is and the church communing with one another in a, in a new and a different way versus the blown up, mega churches you can get lost in and have zero community and zero discipleship in and then you're wondering why life is tough in your christian walk you know um so yeah i mean and not to say that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna prioritize a small church over the mega church i mean there could be some quote-unquote mega churches out there that do that well i'm not sure i mean i I could be mistaken i could be wrong on that because I know there's problems in certain small churches as well, too. But, I mean, in obscurity, you were going to find the salt of the earth kind of people, you know, that really care. I mean, I think we've seen that over and over again through our experiences where the people who are in obscurity are doing the hard work. And those are the people that you emulate, that you want to emulate sometimes over the the big names up there and the lights and the glam and the glitz and on the billboards and within social media and getting the hundred million followers and blah, blah, blah. So, well, it's not those people that are in my living room helping me when I need it. Yeah. Right. You can be like the biggest author in the world and go to all, you know, be the speaker at all the conferences and all this stuff. And you can, you can put out books and that, you know, and I am thankful for those individuals that God has given the gift of communicating in that way, because there's many books that I have read, written that have, or excuse me, that I have read, yeah. <laughs> not written that I have read that have been v- very beneficial to me. Yep. But those aren't my pastors. Yep. 
those sermons that I listen to at conferences are not coming from my pastor. Like, it's those men who are in your local church that are giving of themselves every day. Yep. That are going to be there for you when the junk hits the fan. Yeah. When the family member dies. When the kid denies Christ. When the disease or the cancer sets in. Like, those authors aren't going to be there for you. Yeah. Your pastors are going to be there for you. Yeah. And if you're one of those pastors, take courage and confidence in that. And take heart in that. Because that's the role that God has given you. Like, you, your role is so special in the grand scheme of the kingdom. You are going to be so much more of a presence and much more effective to those hurting people than the random sermon or random book that you can, you know, throw to somebody. Yeah, plus, I don't know. I, t- I talked about this in our last episode that we recorded, but different folks are built different. I said built different. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that episode hasn't come out yet. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I mean, you're going to have folks that are just built different and basically call out some of the... You know, they may have a platform, but they're like, you don't, you shouldn't listen to me as your wellspring for, you know, biblical advice. And I said that Rich Mullins was kind of that voice back in the day and Christian music before he passed away. But yeah, I mean, different time and age, different spirit of the age that we're in right now where you're seeing this syncretism happen. And I don't know, people getting up on stage with folks that I'm like, whoa. You you gonna associate with them now? Yeah, little sketchy, little sketchy. Francis Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, say it. Uh, I don't know about. I'll Fr- I don't know about old Francis. I'll say depends it depends on which Francis we talking about. We talking about talking about Pope. <laughs> no, Fr- dude, Chan- Channing's up there with all uh, with all the. Well, Channy Chan is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chan- thing, which yeah, oh, give man. or take how you feel about that. I yeah. mean, that's a whole nother episode, but it, that is a whole nother episode. But yeah, so uh, pastors, look, it's it's good to read. It's good to search the commentaries and and listen to the wisdom that God has given the men and women that have gone before us that have lived their lives for Christ. That is a good thing to do. Yeah. But you're not them, and you're not called to be them, and you're not called to be them for your congregation. You are called to be who God made you to be. Take confidence in that. And know that that God, through his spirit, is going to do what he does and use our weakness for his glory. Yeah. Because that's what he does. Yeah. God doesn't need our strength. Yeah. He's the one that's strong. Mm -hmm. He takes our weakness. And through that weakness makes beautiful, wonderful things happen. Just to throw that full circle, look at the cross. Oh, look at the cross, people. In Jesus's weakest, most embarrassing, shameful moment on the planet, God displayed his power to us. It's just so mind boggling to go back to that over and over again. And you have to remember that over and over again, that in the weakness that Jesus experienced, he was still powerful and he still overcame for his people. So we love you pastors. Mm. We love you guys a lot. 
mm. you church members who are leading, uh, you small group leaders, you you uh, deacons, yep. uh, you members of the church that are serving in in your local church faithfully. We love you, and we want you to be confident in who God has made you to be, because He is strong. He's strong. We're weak. He has more strength than we will ever, ever need. Yeah. It's a it's a never-ending well to draw from. Yeah. So take confidence in that. And don't steal no sermons. <laughs> don't plagiarize. Be yourself. C- cite your sources. Be yourself. Be, be yourself. I don't know. What, I don't even know what song cite, I'm trying to go off of. But. Cite your sources, please. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, uh, Jack. Dude, I hated citing sources. In college, it was literally the worst part of the paper. Because you have, okay, they're citing your sources in your undergrad degree, but then uh, they're citing your sources in your graduate once degree. Once I got into my master's, dude. Oh, dude. I hated it. I dread, like, like there was nothing worse to me than having to figure out how the flipping margins work in well, my the word Chicago doc. style, is that what they call it? The Chicago it? style, <laughs> and then like the, the I can't, I can't APA, remember. MLA. APA, MLA. Yes, MLA. Hate MLA. Hate with a passion. If I do that, that acronym, that that abbreviation, those, those words in that sequential Demon. order, hate it. Demon. With a passion. It's the worst, dude. <laughs> Citing your sources. Is, I understand why people don't do it because it stinks. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Full circle, Josh. Full circle. Full circle. Full right circle. There, I sir. get it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Jack, get us out of here, man. So, if you appreciate our vacillations, our discussions over why we don't like Chicago style in citing our sources <laughs> or yes. MLA, uh, you can give us a follow, if you will, and the sociables. On the Instagram, on the Tweaker, on the Facebook, the Zucks, the Zucks site, if you Zuck. will. Um, all at Reformatory Pod. Josh, tell the lovely people how they can join. Is it Cooper Low? Cooper. Cooper Low. Tell them how they can join Cooper in this yes. hallowed Hall of Justice. Absolutely. Ooh, the Hall. Ooh, I like that. The Hall. The Hall. Patent of pending. Justice. Patent pending. Copyright 2021. Uh, yes, people, if you appreciate uh, the focus of this podcast and you want to join us in our encouragement to the local church, to the small town pastor, the small town deacon, mm-hmm. the, the, the people out there that are that are doing the 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 work for the church that has that will never doing be the Lord's seen. work out there. It'll never be seen. You can join us on Patreon. Uh, we have a bunch of different levels. Uh, and for the cost of uh, I don't want to do Starbucks. You know, we've done too much Starbucks. We've, we've done Mac too much keys. free free advertising for Starbucks. I need something different. McDonald's? <sighs> too big. Too big. Too big. <sighs> too big. Candy bars. Okay. We're rolling with candy? That's right. Uh, there we go. There we go. For the cost of... A couple candy bars at least. Two, two Babe Ruths at your local grocery store. Pretty much. You could become a patron. And have your name hallowed, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. Mm-hmm.